You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact, and we got the entire group here. Sin City Steve, Matt Michaels, and Simon Street. It's good to see all of you here. What exciting times. A lot of wrestling went on this week, guys. And, um, man, I guess we probably should just kick it off with Ring of Honor. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say this. uh, And Sin City, I know you got a chance also to to really uh, take in uh, a lot of this moment. I, I, I'm definitely going to miss Ring of Honor, although I, you know, they did say, hey, we will be back. And even at the end of the show, you know, April 2022, you know, they <laughs> they threw it up there. I don't know how true that's going to be. But really, they had a lot of just great talent that that was just over there. And they put on one hell of a show. I, I mean the the crowd was 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 hyped i think and let me just start off with here let me start off with you since let me this was listen we all gave ring of honor their props because during the pandemic look they still paid their guys um even when uh they were not doing any any live shows the one thing that confused me the most though is that when everybody was starting to pick up doing live events again they didn't do that and i don't have know the reason why and and we probably won't until you know we get somebody from the uh from rh or into our show or we read it in some dirt sheet but clearly when you watched last night's event this they could have been just as successful as the as all the other brands would you agree with that so i think that i i think that they definitely could have been um, I don't know. I'm getting a lot of feedback, and right now I apologize. Um, it's okay. But yeah, I, I think that I think that they definitely could have. Um, but they made several several fatal flaws. Um, like you mentioned, um, running shows. Um, they were hesitant to get back to running shows, and then when they did, they ran them with no audience. They ran them with no crowd, and it's it's one of those things that really I think. If I was talking with a buddy of mine and he had mentioned that whoever, um, you know, this this show, if they would have put on more shows like this show. Right. Then they wouldn't have had they wouldn't have gone, you know, the the way that they've gone. Um, Things would have been fine. Right. Absolutely. So I, 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 I don't get it. But nevertheless, what a show. We won't go over all the matches. But I gotta go ahead and um, and throw this in Matt Michaels' face while you here. Who made 
entrance. I do have to bring her up. Oh, come on. Much better. Wait, say that again. <laughs> Roxy is much better. Roxy's better? Yeah. You know what, Matt Michaels? Uh, for that, you should go be put on the corner somewhere and 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 excuse, deleted. Excuse me, DJ Impact? Roxy's been on our show. So for me right now, Roxy is better. Okay. Well, I appreciate Roxy for being on our show, but as, as far as being one of the top women out there who's putting a clinic on there, Deanna Perrazzo, of course, showed up and challenged Roxy, who, yes, she retained the Ring of Honor's woman title against Willow, and she threw a challenge out there and said, hey, after I get my knockouts title back from Mickey James at Hard to Kill, and I'm excited because I believe that's going to happen. They're there going to have a match at Impact Wrestling for all the titles on the line, and we know Roxy is not going to get that. This is an exciting time, man. I can't wait to January. What you say about that guy? Well, you know what I got to say? Deanna Perazzo, and now Ring of Honor is shutting down, so. <laughs> oh, my God. Simon Street, um, I don't know if you got a chance to peep the show or anything, man, but I tell you, I don't know if you heard the news. Uh, you know, during the, the, uh, the match that EC3 was in, after the match was over, it seems like he um, created his own uh, faction, maybe. And who came out to be a part of that faction was, well, he said, bring out the Titan. The Titan ended up being, well, we can call him Adam Shearer. But you probably know him more as Braun Strowman. Made his um, debut. And it was pretty impactful. What do you think about this? I mean, of course, we know what this last night was. And again, we hear the future of Ring of Honor will happen next year. We'll see where it goes. But was it pretty exciting to see, you know, Adam Shearer now in this capacity and, and what could possibly be when they start up again? Well, to answer your first question, I didn't get a chance to watch the show, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But um, I did see couple people on social media post their opinions and small little clips and everything and i mean it's exciting you know for the most part i know a lot of people are have mixed emotions about uh his impact when he was braun Strowman in wwe some people liked him some mm -hmm. people didn't um i found him to be entertaining and interested to see what he's going to do moving forward i you know at the end of the day he got to work just like everybody else and i'm glad to see he's back working I do believe he did do a show prior to this. Yeah. It was an independent event, if I'm not uh, 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 with an indie company. Yeah. I remember seeing it online about maybe, I think it was like a, like four weeks ago. Do you hear anything about like that, Sin City Steve or Matt Michaels? I know that he was booked. He was booked for an indie show. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was, it, it was, wasn't it like another show or something like that? He was making a huge payday and, Cutter, I think. Yeah, I, I, I just remember seeing it posted around about maybe a month ago. So um, it's not the first sighting, but again, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see him. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I, uh, I I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, but I was excited when I uh, when I saw that he that he came out. So 
Uh, last thing I'll, I'll talk about the uh, show, and if you want to throw anything else in there, um, you know, Sin City or Matt Michaels, uh, if you guys, um, or, or I would say you, Sin City, I know for sure you watched it. How exciting was you to see? I'm always about them boys, okay? Uh, the Briscoes. And uh, they had their match against the OGK, which is Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. And um, they were the Ring of Honor Tag Champions going into the match. But the Briscoes came back. And it was a great chapter to um, to end with them being champion. Because if you kind of remember when I was going over Ring of Honor back back when they were, were on, they, there was at one point they was having some beef amongst one one, uh, one another. And the dad said, look, enough with this. Y'all go ahead and beat this out of each other. And then let's come together so we could get those tag team titles. And so it was great to see it all come together. And then, and then they showed his dad excited ringside. But the main thing is at the end, yo boys, the FTR <laughs> showed up. And I didn't care for my, I ain't going to lie. When I saw FTR Sin City, it was thumbs up. Thumbs down really quickly. But I will say. Imagine that. <laughs> but I will say this. The Briscoes and that whole altercation, that 10-minute, 15-minute that they couldn't separate them, made it exciting to see where this match can go. What was your take when you saw that whole thing take place? Uh, I audibly said, oh, shit. Right. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it was a definite surprise to me. I. Yeah. Obviously, when when they got on the mic and they said that, you know, the the there's not a tag team out there that, you know, is man enough to face us or whatever the hell they said. Right. Um, and obviously you knew something was going to happen. Um, so then when the lights cut and yeah. then yeah. they come back and you see FTR's uh, video on the on the, the video Tron and yeah. they've got their thought their song playing. It was it was just awesome. Um, completely out of left field. I didn't see it coming whatsoever. Yeah, too bad that uh, they're going to be W for the pay per view what next month and then lose FPR of the way they book anyone coming in <laughs> to just lose right away. <laughs> you know what? I, let me tell you this, Matt Michaels, because I your mic is kind of going in and out a little bit. Um, but I, but I am getting some of what you said, so I don't know what the issues with that is, but nevertheless, um, I will say this, uh, it was very difficult to come down for the, the match of the night because of course, okay, I'll use the term on myself. No one likes to ever call themselves the mark, but I am that for Jay Letho. And be honest with you, I love Jonathan Grisham as well. Hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, and um, and they they the ones that had the uh, they the one that closed out the main event for the Ring of Honor uh, World Title, and it was difficult because outside of their match, there was also a crazy match you guys need to go watch between Shane Taylor and Kenny King. That match, <laughs> go watch. That it. was my match. That was my match of the night. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm ready to just go ahead and give them uh, to give them that particular match. It that was just on a whole nother level. But what I did enjoy about the main event is as they were getting close to wrapping up of who's going to win and get this title, all of the talent came from the back, surrounded the ring, and just really gave their um, 
their their support between the two. And right, rightly so, Jonathan Grisham uh, did uh, take the uh, Ring of Honor uh, World Heavyweight Title. So awesome from him. I mean, when he was when he was under the pure um, championship, he was he dominated. I mean, he beat everybody that he that he that he wrestled against. So. Him having this title match for the uh, world title, I think, was perfect, and he and he sealed it off winning it. So, overall, man, great pay per view. They put on a, a great show. I enjoyed it. Hopefully, if you're a wrestling fan, you, you should go and and reorder this event, this pay per view, and just watch it and just enjoy a great talent, a good show, and uh, and hopefully get you excited to see what happens in April. So, yeah. With that, guys, let's without, jump. Without yeah. a doubt, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just gonna say it was really cool too that they mm. had uh, several video cameos from a lot of people that I were meant, yes. thanking Ring of Honor right. um, throughout the entire show. That's right. Um, so mm -hmm. they had, uh, you know, Brian Danielson, yep. Eddie Edwards, Hangman Page, mm -hmm. Jimmy Jacobs, CM Punk, yep. Adam Cole, uh -huh. and the Young Bucks. So it was pretty awesome. And Eddie Edwards. I said him. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you say Eddie Edwards. All right. Thought you were just naming all AEW guys. Nope. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I got to pick on you. I got to mess with you. You said, you said Jimmy Jacobs, man. You didn't. Jimmy Jacobs is Impact. He did. All right. Let's jump right over into Raw and SmackDown. And this is where we get a chance to hear more of our Matt Michaels and Simon Street what would you guys take, man? This overall, I guess we can kick off with Raw. It started off the week. Anything that uh, that just really stood out to you on Monday night? Yeah, uh, Randy Orton wearing a wig is uh, really entertaining. Great stuff. <laughs> that was the highlight of all of Raw. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, the way he looked, I mean, that hair was, that wig was beautiful. Now, uh, my opinion on Raw. But he did, uh, mind you, though, he did not have the best hair of the week. We'll get to that later. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Raw was okay. It wasn't horrible, but, I mean, it, it, again, it was just one of those things where it's like, and mind you, I didn't watch Raw to start off my week of wrestling watching. So, uh, and it still was bland. To me, I just felt like there wasn't much that stood out to it. Uh, I don't know what they're going to have to do, but, uh, you know, it, it just it's getting boring. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm just, I feel like I'm dragging myself to have to watch it. I feel like it's merely missing something like badly. I'm not at that level, man. I'm actually enjoying Raw. I mean, in many ways, and at some point, yeah. it, it looked like they was about to just overtake SmackDown. Um, I'm just saying. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. First off, they kicked off. Matt Michaels, they kicked it off with the steel cage match uh, that was with Big E and Owens, which was one hell of a match. Um, and, of course, when you got Seth Rollins down there, there's going to be some sort of inter <laughs> interference somewhere. But... Just that match alone, man, the steel cage. Wouldn't, don't you think that was like a great way to kick off Raw? What's interesting is apparently it wasn't supposed to be the kickoff match. Oh, no? Okay. It was supposed to be the main event. Uh, and then okay. what – I guess what uh, kind of – I don't know where it came from, mm -hmm. 
but the realization came that it was the anniversary of Trish versus Lita being oh, they did. Okay. the first Raw women's main event. Right. So, okay. So, um, so this match was, you know, essentially set up to be your main event. Um, and to kick off the show with it, great idea, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, continue to build the hype for the, the, uh, Kevin Owens, um, Seth Rollins Big E match. We know that that happens on day one. Right. Which means that most likely Rollins and Big E will have a uh, Rumble Royal match, I would assume. Mm. Royal Rumble match mm-hmm. um, for the championship at that point. Yeah. I think this is how Kevin Owens is kind of worked through in terms of, you know, giving him kind of let's face it um track history if a person looks like they're leaving bury him and <laughs> that's what you'll see oh seriously i know i know I know, I know i know yeah yeah okay well oh well uh let me ask you this let me go over to you sin city right quick the the rk Bro, name it. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's the RK Bronament. Bronament. Oh, there we go. Just Thank like you. tournament, except Bronament. Bronament. There you go. I, and I'm sure I should have known that. You know. Come on, man. It's 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 a tough night tonight, but I'm gonna get through it. No shit. <laughs> but you know, hey, I mean, what? There was four brackets, and now we kind of know where this is gonna go. What did you? What was your take over that entire uh, process? Did you like the whole idea of it? So the thing is, I I have to at least give them some props for being creative with things. Yeah. Um. It's it, it's it would be really easy for them to just you know not do anything special to spotlight anybody or whatever. Um. I mean, it, at least I can notice that they're trying and that they're displaying some sort of effort. Right. Um. I mean, it is what it is. It, it, I, I I do feel like as if Raw has been pretty stale. And I, I Simon, I will agree with what you said earlier. Um, hmm. I think the I think the thing that really is kind of frustrating is that you know it is the longest show of the entire week, and it seems like it's the biggest chore. But um, there have been there have been you know flashes of greatness here and there. Um, and by no means am I saying that the RK Bronament itself was a flash of greatness, but at least they're being creative with things. And at least they're, they're trying things that are off the wall. As everybody knows, this time period is traditionally a pretty dead time period for WWE. That's right. So it's, you know, hats off to them for doing what they can. I enjoy it. Yeah. At least they haven't resorted to a diamond dynamite diamond battle Royal. But that, but that was way more entertaining than all of Monday Night Raw. Well, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm just being real. Well, one thing I really enjoyed, uh, a couple of things. First one, the dude drop in the Bianca match I thought was a really cool match uh, just to really show the power between the two. I thought that was really good. And then, of course, you had your main event, Becky Lynch and um, – uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, yes. Yep. And not believable. Not believable? Not believable. 
You the fuck are you talking about you think, not believing? You didn't think they, Liv Morgan did, put on? They, they did her wrong. They I, and I'm not saying because of how Becky won. All right, she's built to be cheating. I get it. It just did not seem believable. It didn't seem polished. They, they're trying to make us believe that Liv Morgan is, uh, uh, you know, ready for this singles push. Not saying it's going to be to the moon to where she's winning championship, but I still felt like I still watched her when she was a part of the Riot Squad. Oh no, no offense not, to her. No, no. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I'm Man, just being listen, real. I be, listen. When she was with the Riot Squad, squad to me, I. I, I always thought, listen, out of the group, I always found her to be the prettiest, but I didn't necessarily think of her as being the most skillful. I'm just being honest. Okay, um, what's her signature move, Impact? What's sig her signature move since, since, since she's that rememberable or stand out? I don't know the name of her signature move. I I, I don't know. The so Simon, <laughs> what's her signature move? I don't know, but we sure as hell didn't see it in that match. We didn't even attempt see her attempt to do it. My point is, is exactly that, Matt Michaels. Before you butt in with your eloquent explanation of everything, I'm just saying that they're trying to present her as somebody in the fray of chasing the, the women's title, and I didn't see any of that. I just saw her as, as wood for the fire. Is that what she was meant to be, Michaels? Impact? Yeah, you're, you're fucking blind, man. Well, apparently, whoever was writing Monday Night Raw was blind, too, because the three blind mice wrote this up, and it sucked. I, I think it's overall... Just my I think I think overall, yeah, I, I think she... It, it was very believable. The match was good. And listen, um, she's a lot further than I thought that she would be. I'm, I'm just going to say that. And, and her work shows that she should be there. I haven't watched, I haven't watched stuff where I go, oh my God, she just botches shit. She's horrible. Why is she there? I don't have that. I don't have the the Eva Marie moment with Liv Morgan. I, I don't have, you know, these 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 times where I'm questioning why she's there. This girl is on point. I didn't say that she botched first and foremost. Okay. I know you she's didn't. Not, she's not Carmella. But what I am saying is that for what they're trying to push her. She's not acclimating to that. Now, either they're holding her back. We don't know what the whole ins and outs of that. It just doesn't seem believable. Okay. How does it not seem believable? Doesn't seem believable. So who do you put in that spot, then? Who do you put in that spot? Well, you don't put Liv Morgan right now. Who do you put in the spot? And then have her come out later. I'm just saying it. Who do you put in the spot against your champ, Becky, right now? Well, I can tell you right now, we would put a whole bunch of people, but they didn't fire everybody. So we ain't got much Shut the fuck up. We done fired everyone. <laughs> Who the fuck did they fire that would have been wrestling Becky? Come on. Look, man, at this point, the girl that interrupted and cost Becky her match in the dark match or Saturday Night Live this week is probably way more believable than Liv Morgan and Becky. Uh-oh. No, not uh-oh. This is good. <laughs> All right. Well, he's frozen up, man. Of course, for everybody, we're on a uh, a Zoom uh, platform, and Simon Street has frozen up. So, uh, all right. Well, we, we get what he – oh, there he goes. He's back. I'm back. Anyways. Uh-huh. See, see, you got me all emotional, Matt Michael, and now <laughs> I'm I'm doing what you do. I'm, I'm glitching, man. I'm glitching. All right. Well, let's check this out. Let's move over to uh, SmackDown. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I think I've said this before. If I'm showing up, at SmackDown, and 
I'm finding out that there's no tribal chief, there's going to be an issue. I'm going to be pissed. I might just see if I can get my money and not even go to the fucking show. I'm being honest. So I thought maybe this was a joke when they really said he wasn't there. I'm like, oh, man, they just bullshit. He going to show up at the end. I could not believe he really wasn't there. Now, on the other hand, I think they did the best job that they could putting on the show they did without having them because we're talking L.A. I think the Staples Center sold out. So you can't come with some bullshit. First and foremost, it's not the Staples Center, right? It's not called the Staples Center no more, right? Well, yeah. it's, it's yeah, it's, it's whatever the fuck it crypto is. Currency. Crypto 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 cryptocurrency. Crypto.com. Yeah. Yeah. It's Steve Steve, yeah, you look at look at you. Like Woo, crypto. <laughs> hey man. I was waiting for one of y'all to say Staples Center. I was waiting. I was laugh waiting. laugh it up. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but honestly, the funny thing is, is on the shots, it, on the exterior shots, you still do have the staples remaining for just a little bit more. Right, so, yeah. you know, the, I think the naming rights actually officially begin on January first. I would assume. So. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'd, I'd I'd rather it be called cryptocurrency.com Stadium than Doinja Coin, whatever the fuck it's called, uh, Stadium. That would be horrible. <laughs> According to you, if you call it Liv Morgan Stadium, it'd be awful. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if it's called the Liv Morgan, uh, 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 Liv Morgan Stadium, then I don't mind going inside that bad boy. Oh, my God. All right. So, with... Well played. With uh, with SmackDown, what was some of your highlights? Sammy Zayn, again, the guy is a star, okay? Uh, of course, coming in the ring in a wheelchair with two medical staff... <laughs> Who, by the way, Pat McAfee actually crossed him out as not being medical staff at all. (laughs) Brilliant. Right. All right. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah, but anyway, that was great. We got a chance to see uh, Brock Lesnar in the ring again. Boy, whoever, uh, you know, we, we never got a chance to see Brock talk like he's been doing and he's who's does it's exciting 20 years 20 years and and it's it's like roman right when you play opposite on what you've been given for all this time right it's a freshen up of the character to the point where you're like i want to see more of this right and it totally fucking works yeah and to your point dj Mm -hmm. that idea of not having roman reigns on the show you had Brock Lesnar, right. which is a great. The the yep. the only good thing that happened was the fact that it put Paul Heyman in that situation. And boy, can you just not watch those uh, Kayla segments with Paul Heyman backstage forever? <laughs> yeah, so good. Hey, I I do have to mention mm-hmm. we actually had a a, a dispensary mention and mm-hmm. edibles mention in the Paul Heyman promo. So now that is permanently in WWE canon that they have referred to cannabis live on their show. And well, biggest gonna, pop uh, of the uh, night. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but hey, Sin City, don't you think that that's kind of in light of possibly how they may be linking towards disapproving THC usage among competitors? Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it they'll have a lot better me. results than people who are struggling with alcoholism. I'm just saying. Let, let's, let's, let's be realistic. It wasn't that deep shit, dude. Paul Heyman knew that they're in LA and he just throw that out there and get a cheap pop. It was great. That's yeah. true. 
Yep. And yeah, give give me give me the uh, the Brock Lesnar and overalls that hunts and fishes <laughs> and rocks that top knot. And I, I I love his character. Right. Point blank, I, I love his fucking character. Um, and the Canadian and the Canadian alpha yes. male. <laughs> they, they, dude, give me a web series. Give me a side project of Sami Zayn and Brock Lesnar, even on their fucking social media platforms <laughs> on on the WWE social media platform. Just give me like a fifteen to twenty minute per week, like BTE, except with the Canadian alpha males. Just <laughs> sign me the fuck up. I tell you what, it's it that that team is ten times more believable than America Alpha ever was. That's for damn sure. You know what was really cool uh, when Brock Lesnar was backstage with uh, uh, what's his name, ball headed dude that thinks he really works here. Uh, uh, his name Adam, right? Anyways, he was trying to show him uh, uh, on the phone how he gutted something, and he had the flip phone and shit. Couldn't show him a, like like to me that was believable. Like he probably does struggle with trying to show pictures. I can't imagine Brock Lesnar having a phone full of pictures, yet alone an updated phone. But I can believe him having a flip phone from from 2002, 100%. <laughs> and you, you did have to love the product placement with it being a cricket phone as well. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, it was something good. And I'll just mention it, even though it wasn't a highlight of the night, um, I'm going to put it out there. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that for once, WWE actually had a premiere of a female and it actually goes through on the day that they said she was going to premiere. And it wasn't bullshit and it wasn't overdone. Zia Lee is now in SmackDown. They said she was going to be here last week. She finally showed up. It wasn't this big thing. It was exactly what it should be. She came out you there. You fucking have a problem with Liv Morgan and yet Zia Lee just coming into the ring being a midget and fucking sitting in there. Oh, that was amazing. You know what? First and foremost, uh, at least it's believable to her whenever she's doing her katas with her her uh, her, her different weapons. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. It was so fucking believable when the lightning was striking all around her. Yeah, Simon. Way to go, buddy. Man. Hey, 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 hey. I can't sell it like you want to sell it, but all I'm saying is, it made sense. She came out there to go ahead and help out the, the queen of the glow, and it worked perfect. They did the little kicks, and they left the ass. It was perfect. That was believable. They ain't trying yeah. to move. Yeah, really, really fucking believable that that was the combination that could take care of Shayna Baszler, Sonya Deville, and Natty. Yeah, one, it's one, one, believable. Look, one thing that I have to on. say, one thing that I have to say about the segment really quick uh-huh. is – Okay, you've got the three heels on the ring apron. And again, the theme music paralyzation happens yet again. <laughs> well, where they're standing on the apron and they're just watching as she's coming to the ring. Because what the fuck? Because they wanted to see if she got struck down by the lightning. <laughs> I would have been I would have been amazed too. And yes, I I realize the term is paralysis. Sorry. But yes, the, the the theme music paralysis kicked in, um, dude. Like that's one thing that always kills me as being one just terrible trope of pro wrestling that needs to go away. You've got the heels doing heel things, or they're about to do heel things, and then all of a sudden, a babyface's theme music plays, and they stand there on the apron like, "Oh, holy shit!" 
what are we going to do? We might as well just stand here and wait to see what happens. No, motherfucker. If you don't know who they are, they're coming to beat your ass. However, though, remember, one thing about this, in fairness to that trope, is the fact that no one knew Zia Lee was going to be face or heel. And that's side is she on? Well, remember, she gets in the ring, and it looks like all four of the, you know, it's going to be a four-on-one situation. So they did give it at least that much thought. But again, believable. Unlike Liv Morgan. Believable. What the fuck? Simon, Simon, I I, I, I I fully think that you are the only person, not just on this panel, but watching this video that believes that about Liv Morgan. I'm just going to say it. It's okay. Hey, I've been and not, and not only that, me, not only that, but I, I'll do it again. <laughs> Simon, you, listen, Glacier called who wants his fucking gimmick back. No, no, it was not Glacier. <laughs> it's Raya from freaking Disney's Pixar who needs to get her gimmick back. Because if you look at Raya on Disney Plus, it's the same shit Zia Lee wore on SmackDown. This motherfucker is talking Pixar now. Hey everyone, welcome to the bad boys of Pixar podcasting. Hey, next we're going to talk about how the old man from Up looks like Vince McMahon with glasses. Hey Michael, that's not such a bad idea to have Pixar and Disney do a, a Vegas bad boys Pixar. I see it now. Four guys in the upstart podcasting trying to do the best they can and give up everything they've got to reach the top. It, it sounds more like a vivid movie. Oh boy. <laughs> You know, uh, Hello. On, you know, uh, I, uh, I don't know why on my notes, all I put down was, uh, Sonia Deville, Sonia Deville, Sonia Deville. That's all. I don't know what that meant, but I, I put that several times. Because she looked like she was going to do some S&M dominatrix shit. I, I, so, oh. I'm just reading the notes, Sonia Deville. All right. So <laughs> with that, King Xavier, he had a very huge crown you guys like that new crown that thing it's was stupid. fucking huge it's stupid it's stupid you don't like you don't like kings to wear crowns stupid. no it's fucking stupid oh. this is, this oh, is the so guy stupid. who just said zyla lee's fucking amazing now a crown is fucking stupid it's fucking stupid that 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 shit looks like some that look like i don't know you know what uh oh, it's not the same with that, that with that with that fucking uh, uh, crown he got on. That's just ridiculous. Change that shit. All right, all right. I um want to see what you what your thoughts. Last thing, anything you guys want to say about the um, the championship contenders match? Uh, you had uh, Tony Storm and uh, Charlotte. What's your, what's your take on that particular match, guys? But like you said with Sonya Deville, same with Tony Storm. <laughs> and by the way, Charlotte apparently broke up with Andrade. They broke it off. Oh. And Kenya, I that mean, was a she new look because like, she had a new look, and I was like, was. and I didn't know what that was about. I was like, well, that's interesting. That's a different Charlotte. That was a nice post breakup. Like, hey. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Right. Okay, now it makes sense. Boy, I tell you. I knew it was something. Well, outside of the way the women looked, which is apparent, it was actually a good competitive match. I actually found it entertaining. 
That's why I said raw seemed like it was like bland food at someone's house to where a SmackDown at least had some flavor. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's Tony Storm's finisher there, Simon? <laughs> oh, Michaels. All right, all right, all right. Um, let's really get down to business here, man. Let's let's really get down. AEW Dynamite. Uh, okay. Let's see. Sin City. Go ahead and talk shit. No, wait. Hold up. So. Um, so this is, this is where I was, um, okay. I like the intro. I like how it, I like how it kicked off, but I was confused. Okay. Because is he, CM Punk's normally, he's, he's the baby face, right? Isn't he the baby face? Okay. So (sighs) I'm just, my, I don't know. I'm just, my thing was, you know what? Let me let me go over before you even talk, Sin City. Before you even talk, let me go over to Simon Street because I just remembered he had told me, he had hit me up and said, I got a chance to watch AEW. And I wanted to give my thoughts on that. And he wanted to take some time to talk about that. And I almost forgot. So let me let you go, Simon Street, and then I'm going to continue. Go ahead, man. What was your take on it? So I actually uh, mentioned it last week on on the podcast mm-hmm. that I was actually going to try something new. I was going to take the advice impact and come in with an open mind. And the first bit of wrestling I would watch for the week would be AEW Dynamite. All right? I couldn't promise nothing on Rampage, but I could at least promise on Dynamite. And I did ju- just that. Okay. First bit of wrestling I watched. I actually really liked it. And it gave me a different perspective of how I feel about AEW and I feel about the difference between WWE and the stuff that they're doing. First and foremost about that show, what I really did like, number one, that MJF promo shit was fucking fire. That shit was cool. That shit was on top level. That shit was cool. But the reason why I felt like that made it so good was not just because it was in his hometown, but a lot of it had to do because of what CM Punk did coming in. Somebody had to come in and rile that crowd up because that crowd was already ready. Do you see what I'm saying? So CM Punk coming in there served the purpose, regardless if you WWE people who have to live by these rules of who's the face and their capacity and who's the heel, I get it. But CM Punk did his job. He pissed them the fuck off. He did everything to talk about the Islanders hockey team. He did everything. Well, to he talk mentioned about the Islanders like 10 times. Like that's the only thing he could say to get them riled up. Oh, he said more than that. He said more than that. Give okay. him a little bit of credit. Right. He was basically saying, like, look, this is your guy. Your guy's a bitch. That's basically what he was saying, more than less. This is your guy? This is your guy? He riled him up. And that's what, to me, made that fucking promo 10 times better. And MJF didn't really have to freaking do a lot other than when he was in the, uh, uh, what do you call the ring thing he has, the the Battle Royal. Outside of that, MJF really didn't have to do that much. AEW was doing some shit that I really appreciated. They showcased everybody who was a hometown hero. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, of course, fuck that. But you guess what? I fucks with that shit. And I fucked with AEW. And I liked it. I was way more entertained with AEW Dynamite than I was ever with fucking Raw over the last half a year. I'm just being real. Maybe there's something there. The only thing I will say this and I will stop. The one thing I can at least say give AEW. They might not always be right. They They might fuck up at times and be inconsistent. But at least they're acting their age or according to their brand they're trying to present. 
WWE, almost in some instances sometimes, is like that old man that wants to pretend to be young. And so he's putting on all these brand new clothes to look young, but you still old as fuck. No, oh, shut up. I get it. I get it. You got WWE all in your mouth. I get it. Okay. But take it out for a second and just, just think about it for a second. AEW is not as bad as you say it is. They got some WWE. WWE caters to uh, Michael. <laughs> caters to uh, uh, an entirely different uh, group from what AEW is trying to do. And you know when I, when I watch when I watch SmackDown or sometimes Raw, you see the camera. They pan over to kids who's excited and um, you know who's who's dancing and you know having a good time. You know, it's one thing you don't really see at AEW shows: kids. I don't even know if they're even allowed. It looks like you got to be eighteen years or older to stay to go to that. I'm being honest. I look around. Eighteen? 18? No, you you got to be thirty five and cynical. <laughs> That's probably about right there, you know. But seriously, it's a whole different, you know, group. And it's okay. I'm with it, you know. But my thing is, it's much harder. Okay, so I, I think, and I would think this is where you and I would agree, Simon Stray. I think we probably could watch cartoons and we probably would find it entertaining, right? We would find something funny within some sort of a cartoon that we watch. So when I watch WWE, a lot of things they do entertaining to me is is really just funny. It's like that, like a cartoon, like a kid. I could get with that. It's silly, but it's so funny. It's corny, it's funny. AEW though, they don't do that for me. At, for their, like we were just joking, 35 years and older, there's no, there's no entertainment. It's just, it's just wrestling. We're just, we're about that wrestling business only we're not we're not caring about entertaining we're just about putting on matches we're going to put on uh out of a two-hour show we're going to put on 110 minutes of wrestling you know in wwe i might get 60 minutes of it but i'm being entertained in other manners so i guess it just depends on what it is you're looking at and aw in that terms just don't do it for me fully now, I will say going that, and I'm Sin City, it's about your time to get to get going. I did enjoy how the show started off. I thought it was cool to see CM Punk come and, and get booed, you know, and, and do what he had to do. But I was still a little bit, I know why they did it, but it still seemed like it, it was confusing, you know. Well, here's the reason, here's the big reason it was confusing. Okay. Is because when they ended the Battle Royal, mm -hmm. then you had MJF become the heel. And Punk is now the face running out to save the guy. Right, yeah. What the fuck is that? That too. You, you know what that is, Michaels? That is what wrestling is going to become. And that is what WWE can't figure out. And that's why I use the analogy. Okay, of an old Simon, look, look, hold on. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, you are right, that's in correct. fact. There are two different versions if you want. AEW is caters to these people, WWE. The difference is, is AEW doesn't have an identity crisis. Jesus. They're actually on the mark. Simon Most Street, have you not been seeing the have you not been seeing their numbers? It doesn't matter about the numbers. The, the num numbers is what the old farts keep looking at. But I'm telling it you right now. No, 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 no. What I, the numbers are important because if you're saying that that what they're doing is what it's supposed to be about, then people I'm not saying that's what it's supposed to be about. I'm not saying that. I, the, not I saying thought that. you just I, said that's what they were doing. You're not hearing what I'm saying. 
What impact, I am saying, impact, continue your point what, here in just a moment, please. What I am saying is this, is that AEW is started making a brand like this and they're going the same course, okay? They have a better understanding of what younger audiences want and they have a better understanding of staying consistent toward that. I'm not saying it's the right or wrong way. I'm just saying the consistency they have. Yeah, they make the mistakes. WWE yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they know that. exactly that WWE the younger audience wants Brandon Cutler. Let me finish. Come on. <laughs> WWE, obviously right now, is trying to have an, a new identity or adopt things to transform WWE into the next era. I'm not saying it's a right or wrong move, but I'm saying they're not consistent. WWE does not have their hand on the pulses of anybody who may be 10 years old to 35. They just don't. And if you look at these pictures they send with all the kids and stuff, it's only like three couples of kids that they keep panning around the same shit. Hey, Simon, who does your kid like? Who does my kid like? My, my, You've my never kid. said one story on here about your kid liking AEW, but goddamn, your kid likes WWE. My kid actually does like CM Punk, believe it or not. But he's not on, he's not on WWE. Yeah, he likes the guy who, who got his reputation in WWE. Well, I mean, right. I mean, me, look, 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 look. I'm not going to debate it. All me. I'm merely saying is at the end of the day, AEW's being consistent. We'll see what happens in the end. WWE's trying to figure some shit out, and it's no, it's no surprise to anybody. They're trying to diversify the product to some degree for what, what wrestling and what that looks like down the road. All right. Let's get let's let uh, Sin City Steve uh, get in on this because ultimately he, oh. he hasn't got a chance to say anything oh, about awesome. this. <laughs> and and I mean he's hey this is his thing. So t- tell us what was your thoughts on and you know about all of this that whatever we're talking about and just the show in general. Yeah. So basically, if I, I'm sorry to to you know rain on your parade there, impact. That's but okay. <laughs> the fact is, the the uh, punk promo at the beginning of the show was almost uh, akin to Bret Hart in Canada. So it was one of those things where you had MJF as being the you know the hometown hero, the exalted baby face, and you had his number one enemy, the the person who is a baby face everywhere else except in that town or in Bret Hart's case, in that country. So obviously, yeah, I think that the promo from Punk got pretty repetitive uh, as it went on. Yeah. But um, that, was the only, that was the only issue that I had. Is uh, I noticed that it took him a couple of uh, trips around the point to actually drive the points home that he needed to make. Right. So that's the only beef that I have with that. As far as, you know, the content of it, him coming out to the MJF um, theme – people talked about that happening in reverse when punk debuted on rampage people thought oh well you know mjf is just going to heal it up and come out to punk's music in chicago and it was just going to be one giant joke uh back you know when when punk was supposed to debut right uh, there were people talking about that on the internet so i think that it was it was very very smart honestly to have the reverse happen uh, in this case and have punk uh, use MJF's music to come out and, you know, kind of flip that on its head a little bit. And, and now, by the so, way, I'm not like I and I said this from the beginning. I said it worked what they did, what they wanted to do. It worked. Only thing I was saying that I was just confused, you know, 
Uh, I know what was they were doing, but as a person, remember, when I watch wrestling, guys, I fully go into disbelief, okay? I, I watch it as if I'm now, uh, everything I'm watching is real. I go right into that mode of every all wrestling Good. that I watch. So knowing the storylines and going forward, when I seen that happen, you know, I'm like, damn, this really worked. But it, to me, I was like, but why did he, why did he feel it? It's like, why change? I'm thinking, why not just still be who you're supposed to be? That's kind of like where I was with that. And especially then when you talk about the going into that, um, that battle royal diamond ring, whatever thing. And like uh, Matt talked about where he does now come out with now being the face again, you start to get kind of confused if you're trying to stick with the disbelief. That's the only thing I'm saying. But it did if, what if, it if, needed to do. If you're a casual viewer or yeah, somebody that, that suspends disbelief, like right. what you're mentioning, then yes. it. Right. I could see where it could be um, pretty, you know, kind of continuity. We talked sure, about continuity right. yep, yep. on the show. Um, so I can see your point yep. without question. Yep. But I think that, you know, it. I, I realistically, it's a one night thing. Yeah. And it we're not going to see it ever again, more than likely. And besides um, the uh, what, what Michaels? No, you're <laughs> your eyes. no, no, just because you say it ever again, but you know, well, how they've been booking arenas and you know that they're going to go back now to that, to do that town again, because anytime of the that response. they're going to be there, anytime that they're going to be there, MJF is going to yeah. be a baby face. That's just how it's going to be. But what I meant is in any other arena other than, that particular that particular venue, um, yeah. so I should have made that clear. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the, the the subsequent match, you know the the battle royal. I'm not normally a fan of battle royals to say the least, but this one this one was a fun watch. Um, you had certain angles that got payoffs, uh, such as the uh, you know the Dante Martin swerve um, of you know him joining Team Taz and. And, you know, it all being a ruse and him taking off the armband. So, I mean, yeah, it, there, there was a payoff to that. Um, and it, it's, it's one of those things that yes, next week, now we're going to have Dante Martin versus MJF. And the one thing that is really important to keep in mind is MJF worked the entire battle Royal as a heel. And yes, it was mentioned that he was doing heel things throughout the show. So realistically his character didn't necessarily change. He he was p- performing in front of his his home audience, but he was doing the exact shit that he does every single week, no matter if they're in his hometown or not. Um, so I, I think that yes, he was playing to the crowd, um, but once you kind of take out that element of it, um, the uh, the yeah, it, it was just it was just well done. I thought. But, um, but on your on your point, which is definitely true, is this: a heel doing that makes sense. A face doing that doesn't make sense. That's that's the that's the big difference. But it, but he did exactly what he should have done. Absolutely. And I, I I do have to mention this also. Again, going back to the punk promo, um, you could see just the happiness and the joy on his face, like. He was actually happy with, you know, skewering the audience and playing a bit of a heel, which he hasn't had the opportunity to do in over a decade. Um, so it's it's one of those things that, yeah, it, it I don't see it happening very often. Um, 
like I said, only if they're ever in that venue again. Um, now we talked about the, you know, good things to start the show. I do want to talk about one thing that did leave me kind of questioning things and Cody, questioning right? Cody. a lot. Cody. Uh, we're not, we're not talking about Cody. Oh, we're not that, talking about oh, Cody. That's where you were going. Okay. Cause that, no, 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 I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about the Jamie Hader versus Rio match. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I understand that a large significant number of the AEW fan base loves Rio. I get it. I really do. I don't, I, you mentioned earlier, Simon street, that no one should take Liv Morgan seriously. Honestly, no one should take Riho seriously. I was just about to say that. I agree. No, 100%. That's not believable. Riho is not believable in that match at all. She's not. And and that and that's the thing is, you know, they they've tried to tell that story and I get it, but she's 85 pounds soaking wet. No matter what kind of moves that she does, they're not really going to have any kind of a major effect. Um and it's it it just I I I too like to suspend my disbelief but there are some things that lie outside of my suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And that is one of them. Unfortunately, um, I'm not normally one to, you know, say that people have to be a certain body, st- uh, body style or, you know, particular size in the ring. But this is, this is one of those occasions where I can't look past it. Um, I don't, I just, if, if Riho was like extremely fast and, you know, she was extremely cunning and all this kind of stuff. Yes, that would be fine. But if, if you're wanting me to believe that she's actually, you know, striking Jamie Hayter and, now, and it having some sort of an impact, I'm not going to buy it. Now, that. let me ask you, Sin City, as a person who's watching AEW when they were, were getting started and we get to find out there's going to be the women's championship match against Riho and Nyla Rose. And I go, okay. Uh, well, this is going to be a joke. It's great to see that, uh, you know, Nyla's going to take this as she should be champion. All right, well, this should be quick. This should be about a quick two minutes. I don't even know why they're having it. Let's go ahead and get to it. And then come to find out, Rio. now this is a person I'm I'm now opening myself going, I want to celebrate. I want to be that AEW fan. I want to be a part of this. She ends up winning the title against Nyla. From that point, I'm going. What am I watching here? Is they making a joke out of out of this? Because obviously, this is something that just doesn't make any sense. They didn't even try. You know, it wasn't even an interference of some sort. It was just a straight up. That's the type of issues. You know, from the beginning that I had, and then again, you see when they brought her back, they still do the same thing again. What I don't. What's the point behind that? Can I, uh, I, I I can't explain it. Yeah, what's up, man? Can I ask you something, uh, Sin City? Uh, you yeah. had a comment earlier that makes – or actually, no, no. I didn't believe, yeah, I believe it was you. If she was more cunning or fast. Uh, the, the one thing I will say is this, is there are certain things that when you have someone that's undersized, that's believable when they're going against someone that's bigger, right? Or just anybody just in general. It's called countering. Countering or submissions. Uh, when I think of uh, Zach Sabre Jr., he's very much a skinny guy. I'm to be real with you, he's cut, strong, but he's skinny. But what makes him believable is that man can put you in a submission at any freaking moment. He's almost like a stretch Armstrong because of how his body can contort. You got Sasha Banks in the WWE. They have built her finally to withstand punishment and to counter almost anything. 
I'm making just those small points to say with Riho, what, how, how do they build her to be able to go against these fierce competitors to where it's believable? I don't see it. I don't know, man. I, I genuinely, I, I don't know. It's um, Steve. Let's yeah. let's be honest. It's also the company that just gave Hook a fucking contract in in his amazing match. Well, hey, hey, we'll we'll talk about Hook here in just a minute. We'll talk about Hook here in just a minute. And and just just from the sound of that, I can tell that I'm gonna ruffle some feathers with what I'm gonna say. So um just remember Matt it, Michaels doesn't have feathers. Michaels, I, I was gonna say, Michaels, you probably don't have feathers, but anyway, nonetheless. <laughs> Oh, scales yeah there we go um no uh it, i don't know man i do have to say you mentioned nyla rose impact yeah nyla rose had for me the just the audibly long moment of the week and she is about well uh excuse me uh ruby soho is in the back mm-hmm. with uh the bunny and penelope ford right and she's about ready to cut a promo and uh evidently nyla has said that when she wins a tbs title that she's promised those two matches whatever and so you can see where this is gonna go it's gonna segue into a beatdown, which it does but nyla rose before entering the frame of the shot right says surprise bitch I fucking lost it. I fucking lost it for, I'd say, a solid two minutes. Absolutely perfect timing and just, yeah. yeah. It, it, was, it was great. I give you that. Unnecessary. Um, but it was. <laughs> so, Impact, you had mentioned that you want to talk about Cody. I just, yeah, I just, I, again, I, I, I actually, I was like, oh, I was like, hey, 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 honey, honey, my wife, of course. Hey, honey, come here. Cody's about to uh, turn. Come watch this. He's, they finally got him. He's about to turn. This is so awesome. Watch we got this. him. Watch this. Look, it's about to happen. That last week, the other gate, the guy put a sign right in his face against Andrade. Said, "Turn, Cody, turn." And he actually looked at that sign. And I think he's gonna take it in. Watch this. Look. And then there was nothing. He, you know, and that's not to say that. Maybe slowly it's about to happen. But at the same time, it was pointless. I'm like, why come out, say what you had to say, do what you got to do? And it was just it was just nothing. It was why? I was just throwing out that entire thing. I'm just here to say I'm going to have that match against you for Sammy Guevara, whatever the, that next week, whatever the promo or winner or whatever. I'm going to have that. That's it. And then he... Goes out, which I thought he thought was going to be the right way, and said, "Oh, I better go back out the same way that I came back in." And I'm just saying, "Oh no, no." Do, do you, you know? Do when... you know? Do you know the the meaning behind that? I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, okay. So next time that you're next time that you're watching AEW, okay, okay, I want you to watch the tunnels that people come out come through, um, because the baby faces come out of the tunnel to the right, the oh. heels come out from the tunnel to the left. Yep. So, okay. yeah, it's, it's, I never knew that. Yeah. I never paid and and for the, yeah. for those of you watching right now, yes, I did just do that shit backwards. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. That question. So can you confirm that? Remember when he popped out and he, and when he got done and he said, he's going to face him next week, he started going to the wrong one. And I was like, what the fuck is that? If he had been a newbie, it had made sense. 
I believe that was intentional. What do you say? Oh, oh it was definitely it was intentional. 100%. 1,000%. Yeah. Because okay. so if you watch it, if you go back and watch it, he does that on purpose because he stops and he has a laugh because he's teasing the fans. And that was what made it is that he knew what he was doing. And he, he basically, you know, let people in on the, uh, okay. you know, <laughs> okay. I'm not going heel yet. Right. Okay. Now that makes a lot of sense. All right. Genius. I love it. Cool. So, um, so, uh, your main event was Brian Danielson versus John Silver of the dark order. Um, and yeah, Danielson picked up the win in nine minutes. Um, ended, it ended the match by hitting a fucking gotch style pile driver, which I always pop for no matter who delivers that move. Um, and yeah, Danielson locked in a submission, uh, held on for a few seconds, gloated around the ring, playing up this heel persona that he's been doing. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what's going to happen. Um, but obviously next week is winter is coming. So next week is going to be hangman page versus Brian Danielson for the AEW world championship. Um, so yeah, we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes, but I think that, uh, we, most of us know how that is going to go, but, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll leave that up to, uh, the suspension of disbelief. Huh? Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, okay, huh? real, real, real quick, Sin City, uh, I forgot to tell you, man, one thing I noticed when I watched AEW is my first time watching it without JR on commentary. I, am I going to burn in hell when I say that it was a lot better? So I, I think I think that there there were times where it was it was better. There were times where it was somewhat lacking. Um, I'll be I'll, I'll just keep it a fucking thousand with you. I would absolutely love for AEW to go out and sign Ian Riccoboni right now. You know what's so funny? I and it's just so awesome. I I actually said that when I watched the show. I said in it's that would be so. I was a little bit meaner because I said um, I I had to a wife that's like let's get rid of this Excalibur with the mask and put in there. I I, I went that way, but but yes, that, everyone ad- everyone gets so butthurt about him wearing a mask. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but care you, if he wears a mask. But if he, Maybe he's really if, ugly. We don't want if, to see him. I don't if know. he did. If he didn't wear the mask or he wears the mask, either way, he's friends with the EVPs, and that's why he's in the position, and that's it. Yeah. Because he is not good. No. Right. No. Yeah. But I do he's agree. Yeah. every day, unlike Nyla Rose, every day. <laughs> All uh, right. So then yeah. – uh, uh, did uh, did any of you guys have anything that you wanted to mention uh, on Dynamite, or uh, do you, do you want me just to roll right into just Rampage? Go right into Rampage. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So um, the show kicked off uh, Lucha Brothers versus FTR. <laughs> Wait, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, Z. Hey, shout out. I just read Chris' statement. I just got to read it. That's funny as hell. He said, are you sure Cody won't troll everyone and just create his own tunnel in the middle and complete within five minutes of Pyro? He already has that. Yeah. He already fucking has that. I, I think that's the joke. Right. No, go, so, ahead, though. go ahead. Not not to mention the fact that he also has two fucking theme songs that he has to use for every match. That's right. Whatever. Yeah, continue. Um, Lucha Bros versus FTR. Um, that, Ray Phoenix is just on another level. 
I, awesome. I, I've mentioned it numerous times in the past, but this dude, uh, and no disrespectment to anyone else in this match, everybody brought it. This was a very, very, very solid match. Um, I, 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 I can only hope that they have more, uh, more tag matches, but dude, Phoenix is just, like, he's on another fucking level. It's like he does moves without fully thinking about it or processing, just doing it. Versus where I see others would hesitate before they would do something. For him, oh, it's yeah. just natural. And it's, that's what just makes it so exciting. So I agree with that. Ray Phoenix is awesome. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, man. Uh, so Lucha Bros uh, pick up the win in 14 minutes. Um, yeah, I pff, fucking solid, solid match. And yet again, uh, AEW continues the trend of starting off uh, their shows with a main event caliber match. Um, yeah. Then uh, we had... We'll go ahead and talk about it, Michaels. The debut of Hook. <laughs> All right. So just judging judging by your diss earlier, Michaels, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to guess that you, sir, are not a hooker. <laughs> on the weekend. Not, on yeah, the not, not, not a full-time hooker, but a part-time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, in in all seriousness, uh, Hook comes out. And he has a look that, quite frankly, I I haven't seen anybody else that's looked like him in pro wrestling. Uh, he's got his Goku style hair. He's got fucking. He looks like uh, Sagat from fucking Street Fighter. So he's he's a mix of you know the Goku style hair. He's got the Sagat style uh, style gear, and uh, he picks up the win with uh, his dad's finishing move, the Katahajime. Uh, or as he is now calling it, the red rum. Um, I I thought that for a first match, a first televised match, a debut match, um, because he's not been in any other promotion. Um, so this truly was his debut live on TV in front of the entire world. Um, I think that he had a very, very solid debut. I, I Entire world. It was rampage. It was in front of ten people. <laughs> it was in, it, it, it was in front of you know half a million people, five hundred k. But yeah, I mean, realistically, yeah. Shout out to shout out to that dude, and shout out to Taz as well, because you know you you can only imagine what it would be like to be on commentary calling your son's debut match as well. So that's 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 super cool. I mean, you could all. That's a moment that, you know, any father would love. So very, very cool stuff there. Can I, can I just, one of the reasons I find some of this stuff so fucking annoying and it's not necessarily hook, but it's people like this online, sports geeta, uh, Siddharth, uh, diva, let's say is how, how we're going to say it. Um, he, he starts off his article by, AEW's latest acquisition, Hook, has been making rounds on social media lately, mostly since his triumphant in-ring debut against Fuego Del Sol on AEW Rampage this week. Uh, what do we know about Hook? Uh, his real name's Tyler, and he's 22 years old, which makes this sound like a dating app. Um, and he trained under Cody, Cody Rhodes' watch, so we know he was in good hands. But the, uh, the funniest thing about this is his... The uh, AEW's edition, newest edition, 
has received critical acclaim from wrestling fans and fellow employees so far. Given the stacked roster, it will be interesting to see how often the company utilizes his talent moving forward. Critical acclaim. One match. <laughs> you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree completely. It's it's way too early to to give a ton of a ton of critical acclaim like you mentioned. Um, but keep in mind, again, for his debut, I have no problem saying that this was a great debut. Period. Where we go from here, that remains to be seen. Well, and one other quick note on that though. Bill Apter uh, at least says that he wishes he had the same hair as Taz's son. So we got that. No, Bill Apter just wishes he had hair. hair. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, anyway, um, then uh, your your main event for uh, for Rampage was Adam Cole versus Wheeler Yuta of all people. Gee, I wonder who won this fucking match. <laughs> Adam Cole, eight minutes to the surprise of absolutely nobody. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't buy Wheeler Yuta being in the main event of any TV show. No, no offense to him, but I don't buy that at this stage of his career. Maybe if we were, you know, if if the crowd uh, develops more of an emotional attachment to him. But the sad part is he did his entrance. He did his pose in the corner and the crowd went silent. Nobody cheered for the guy when he, when he did his signature pose in the corner. Mm -hmm. And I I think that, you know, that was something that really stood out to me for this match. Um, And then yes, obviously, you know, you have the young bucks out there, you have Brandon Cutler out there. So you just know that it's going to be a clusterfuck of chicanery and, that's exactly what happens. And then out come all the best friends. They all get beat down. And then the best friends theme plays again. And who comes out but motherfucking Sue driving the minivan. Trent hops out the backseat. New look. And uh, yeah, comes down, cleans house, does his thing. And uh, I saw that part. Yeah. So here's. Yeah. Here's the problem with what we kind of been talking about with AEW, and it's all right there. Trent comes out. He looked like a fucking million bucks. That new look is great. But yet you still have to put his fucking mom doing the drive-in thing and then bringing her into the ring. Yeah. You know what? Judy Bagwell just passed away. I hate that. I'm so sorry that she passed. But... This shouldn't be a fucking Judy Bagwell thing because now you just took all that credibility away from a guy that it was like, holy shit, look at this guy coming back. And now it's like, oh, there's his fucking mom. Great. Can I be all honest right. with you on I, that I, one? I, I, real quick, I have, to, I have to mention this really quick. Uh, I fucked up. I don't do it very often, but I did fuck up. Uh, Trent actually came back at Dynamite and That's I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that, was, that was a total fuck up on my part. And yeah, it whatever it, it I, I don't have any faith in them doing anything with the best friends so yeah. that's that it's sad but 
that's legitimately how it is. And yes, well, I mean, you thank know, you to the people that have pointed that out to me uh, so far. You will get Can a, be honest with you? you'll get a hug and a ring, so we can depend on that. All um, right. Uh, I will say with regards to that whole segment, I thought I looked at it as just fan service. Do you see what I'm saying? Like he's back. I I, I don't think they're going to continue the whole best friends thing forward. I'm just being honest with you. It's probably in their best interest to kind of let that slowly die to some kind of degree. And that's why they brought mom in. You see what I'm saying? To kind of just dissolve them and have them go their separate ways. If they do that, excellent. If they don't, mm, good luck. I did I did find it interesting that they did choose to play the Rapongi Vice theme as opposed to the best friends yeah. theme. Yeah. Which which was, you know, obviously it's Rocky Romero's tag team with Trent. Uh, as opposed to the the best friends theme, which is what they play for their stable. Um, obviously, Rampage itself ended with uh, Trent taking the triple BTE trigger, and uh, I don't know where we go from here. But he sold it like a million bucks. They said that he just came back from injury, so hopefully they don't use this as some sort of a stupid angle to keep him off TV after bringing him back. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. All right, well, I'm going to be really, really quick in about 60 seconds here on Impact Wrestling, and then we'll jump over into NXT uh, for to get you guys' thoughts on that. Impact Wrestling, not you know, I'm not going to concentrate too much on well, what was this past Thursday, but more of leading up to Hard to Kill, which is going to be January 8th. Uh, I'm excited. We now know what our main event will be you got matt cordona you got w morrissey and you have moose so it's a triple threat and uh, i think that's going to be an awesome match i like how they're building up to this match um this past week really the match was trying to see if if um if if morrissey could just have a one-on-one with uh moose and but of course he would have had to beat matt cordona in a match for that and he didn't he got himself disqualified which allowed matt to win it so it will stay a triple threat but that should be exciting to see one of the matches of course i'm always going to enjoy when your name starts with j jonah and josh alexander i'm excited for both now listen um i don't i josh rarely ever loses and I do feel that he is probably going to take his loss. But I'm hoping it's just not a straight three count. Let it be something that, that if, you know, that just, uh, just don't do it to we, me. We already know the answers. So. We already know the answers. <laughs> Come on. What do you mean you know the answer? That's for, that's for hard to kill. How do you know the answer for that? It, the match already took place, dude. The one in Dallas? No, Jonah versus Josh Alexander took place at the tapings at Samstown. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. Well, that's true. I, I'm actually, I'm up there. I'm on hard to kill, but yeah, yeah, that's right. You do know the answer for. So keep that to yourself. All right, let me enjoy that moment now that you have joined it. But nevertheless, that's a pretty big <laughs> match that you're going to see right there. Um, I guess um, on the show they did show that Lady Frost was signed with impact so that was pretty exciting to see as well so um that, that's pretty much it everything of course is leading up to uh to the pay-per-view i'm definitely going to um going to sit and watch that entire show um because it's going to be exciting the whole card is building up uh, of course you're still going to get uh mickey james that's going to have her title match against diana 
and Deanna, we know, is going to take that title back. So we're excited for that, and we're having, we'll have a party for that. So anyway, that was Impact Wrestling for this past week, and uh, we'll see where they go from there. But the big news was over on NXT because everything was on Gargano. What was going which way was he going to go? So uh, I'm going to lead it to one of you fellas to tell us uh, what your thought of the show. Um, the only thing I really put down for notes, I put down, of course, how they start off with the Von Wagner versus Cal O'Reilly match. Um, I didn't, I, I guess I should have expected it to have gone like that, but I didn't really think it was going to go like that. But now the way Matt said earlier in our show of, what they do to people who's bouncing I, now that makes sense, but you know, so anyway, uh, let me just, what's your guys take on, on, on NXT period. Let's go. Anything exciting. NXT was, NXT was good. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Von Wagner is, it, they're definitely wanting to push him. He's obviously, he wasn't officially with 2.0 team, obviously, but as far as the makeup of NXT 2.0 and the guys that they're looking to push, He's definitely one of them on the list. And um, every time I look at him, he, he reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, Psycho Sid or Sid Vicious, however you want to put it, uh, a little bit. I don't know if y'all felt the same way. Mac Michaels will probably disagree, but I don't give two shits about that. But that's what I kind of saw. I think it's kind of cool, uh, to be honest with you. And he's growing on me. He wasn't at first, but he's growing on me. So I like the direction he's going in. Um other things that really stood out is I really like that they're continuing forward to really push Waller's character. Uh, really, as I mean, like, I'll get right into it with uh, at the end, Johnny Gargano, obviously, is going to go off and be a dad and, you know, telling everybody kind of continuation of what he did in War Games at the end of War Games, talking about I hope he did everybody proud. He did the best he could, yada, yada, yada. And at the end. Uh, I thought that was going to be the end of it. So I was a little impact with the suspense uh, of reality. And then Waller basically whooped his ass. So now we don't really know, uh, is that truly the end or is it going to be that one more match send off for uh, Gorgano? I don't think so. I think he's already AEW bound is the rumor. So, uh, uh, but that, that's cool though. Uh, it's good for Waller because Waller was somebody out of the 2.0 group that they wanted to push that I felt he had something there, but needs that. I'm holding extra. on to faith. He's staying. Who? Who is? Gorgano. No, Waller staying. Yeah, of course Waller's staying. But I'm, <laughs> I'm saying like, like, like he's somebody that, you know, really needed something. But anyways, uh, the only thing I did not really like about the night, uh, honestly, that really kind of irritated me was just toxic attraction versus Valentina Perosa and Yalisa uh, Lenone. I like I. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mike Michaels probably knows way better uh, of why these things are done because when it comes to bullshit, he can break it down like no other. Uh, this match didn't even need to take place if that's who they were going to have to go against. It, it, I felt like it was pointless and was a waste of time. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but out of all the other matches, that was the lowest one. Oh, um, God. Let, let there not be people who have to lose matches in the world. <laughs> Well, explain it to us, uh, Professor uh, Matt Michaels, who has a PhD. Who the fuck are those two? Right. I was confused. I didn't know who they were. Yeah. They, it's called a job. You do the job <laughs> to make the other team look strong. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question. So why does NXT 2.0 need 
the tag team champions and the NXT women's champion to, 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 to go against some job. Did they not already establish that they're so dominant? Probably not. It's what I said last week. Mandy Rose is not a believable NXT oh, in whatsoever. Right. There that we shit, go. That, look, look, look. I'm just saying that shit is pathetic. I'm putting it out. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Um, Gigi out of the tag team is the only person I think is worthy of them titles. I'm just being real. I'm just being fucking real. I'm sorry. 100%. She's fucking talented. She should be the NXT champion. Real talk. What the fuck? No, what the fuck? <laughs> I do believe so. Yes, Michael. She should be the NXT champion. Okay. I believe you know she what? Is. You know what? The tampon she pulled out of her fucking hoo-ha fucking three years ago called. She wants her fucking match back. <laughs> that was a good match. I, you know, kudos to you, Michael's for pointing that out there. Uh, the, only, <laughs> the only other match was really good was uh, Santos Escobar and um, Quinn. That was actually a really, really good match. I like how they played off with, um, uh, what you call it, uh, Lopez, uh, uh, Electra Lopez, and, and how, like, you thought that she had a thing for him and she gave him the brass knucks and everything. I think there's more to that. I'm going to be real with you, and I'm pretty sure Matt Michaels is going to use his telepathy powers and be like, yes, there's more to that, you dumb idiot. It's supposed to play out like this, this, and this. But before you go into that, Matt Michaels, I thought it was cool. I like how they're building up to that to see, is she really loyal? Is she really loyal? NXT 2.0. Okay. Better every day. <laughs> All right. Is there anybody else who wants to throw in their two cents on NXT? I mean, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Johnny Gargano. Mm -hmm. See ya. No. Yeah, they're both gone. They're gone. AEW. They're both officially free agents. Well, that, AEW. yes. I, I I don't I don't know where they're gonna go, but yeah I yeah Gar done. Gargano staying, but all right, Cal, enjoy yourself over there with the with the guys. He's not. Yeah, this way Kyle Riley could go lose to uh, CM Punk too. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. At least Adam hey. Cole will have some company. <laughs> but but the most important thing on NXT once again, Simon forgets and leaves off. Enlighten me. We realize that the shaman is bro, bro. By the yeah, way, about that. that was cool. It was cute. By the way, I'm so so that's pretty cool that they went with that entire angle because now it kind of just reminds you of when they were over at Impact doing the same treehouse type stuff you know but I, yep. I, but i never thought wwe would go there so when i saw that i was like oh shit that's kind of cool <laughs> oh, so don't forget don't forget that's twice in the week oh, that right. we have been alluded to on, <laughs> on wwe so yep uh-oh well i guess i guess nick Khan owns the dispensary somewhere in la <laughs> Could be. Or out here. Or out here. Possibly. Yeah. This is his hometown. I would be surprised. Soon to be the new uh, uh, chief of WWE. What oh, y'all paused on that one. You've been hearing the rumors about that one? No one heard what you said. Yeah, it was hard to hear what you said. I said, uh, Nick Khan. You mean soon to be the person running WWE? Oh. The chairman, you're saying. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, the, if chairman, the rumors are true. Well, 
Hey, it must be true. Let's move on before Matt Michaels disproves it. Let's go. <laughs> he might put he, he might take over the business operations, but he's not gonna be the booker. Well, of course not. Hells to the no. All right, all right. Um, so any last thing, uh, uh, Sin City, in terms of uh, is New Japan doing anything? I haven't caught up on anything. Yeah, so uh, just really, really quick, uh, the finals of the two tournaments that are that have been going on um, are about ready to conclude. Uh, so the best of the Super Juniors and the World Tag League tournaments uh, are wrapping up very, very soon. Um, and in the finals of the best of the super juniors, you have, uh, Hiromu Takahashi taking on yo. And, uh, that'll be, that'll be very interesting, especially because, um, yo and uh, show and yo were formerly tag team and, uh, they split them up. Everybody thought that there would be the whole Marty and Sean complex between the two, right? but both guys have actually done extremely well for themselves and um, both uh, competed in the best of the super juniors tournament uh, show um, did finish just uh, two points short of yo. Um, so I think that Hiromu is definitely going to be the odds on favorite to win this tournament, um, which will net him a, uh, a junior heavyweight championship match at the Tokyo dome on January 4th. Um, but there, there still exists the possibility of an upset. If they're really, truly feeling like putting over one of their homegrown talents, they can put Yo over yeah. and then give him the shine at, uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. So okay. uh, elsewhere, uh, you've got uh, Juice Robinson and David Finley. Um, excuse me. I apologize. I apologize. Um, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi uh, are actually uh, going to be taking on Evil and Yujiro Takahashi um, for the finals of the World Tag League Tournament. Okay. Um, now, obviously, the uh, the tournament winners advance to get an IWGP Tag Team Championship match at Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. So uh, uh, Goto and Yoshihashi uh, finished uh, with the most points. Evil and Yujiro finished second. Um so we'll see what happens here, but uh, it's it's another chaos versus uh, Lij match. Okay. So um, very interesting there. We'll see what happens. No doubt. Thanks for that, Matt Michaels. Was there anything in um, local wrestling that we should uh, discuss? Yeah, Limitless was uh, Friday night. Okay, and um, uh, again, it's uh, you know FSW doing a. Um, a smaller tournament. It was eight guys. Um, and, um, the, um, the match outside of the limitless tournament was Trey Miguel versus Pat Vandergriff. Excellent match. Excellent match. Yeah. You're probably going to see those two meeting up down the line somewhere in some capacity in some major company, uh, within the next couple of years. Um, but, the limitless tournament was uh, taken by uh, Damian Drake, so he uh, he won the trophy. Okay, um, but but boy, David Richards and uh, Jacob Austin Young, they put on one hell of a match um, in their uh, the first round match, and uh, that one, you know, the the card is is worth checking out, but um, that match, um, you know. 
Jacob Austin Young doesn't get a lot of credit out here. Um, I think he's kind of uh, almost taken a, a, for granted by the the fans because he's he's been uh, with the company for so long. Um, him, Cody, Cody uh, stepped in uh, and uh, took the place of Jay Vidal. Uh, Jay. Uh, had some unforeseen circumstances he couldn't make it so yeah um, Cody Hancock Remy Marcel and uh, Jacob Austin Young definitely three guys who just don't get the same recognition um you know uh as some of the other guys who are are you know making a quicker name for themselves um but yeah it was overall good show uh December 23rd is the uh, Christmas show. Uh, if you are here in Vegas and you bring a toy, uh, you get in for free. So a new toy uh, gets you in the door uh, for that show on the 23rd. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good time and a good thing uh, that they do. Um, they've for the last time, uh, almost 10 years. It's been, um, They've they've done a lot uh, with that show for charity. Yeah. Um, so you know, a lot of kids who uh, don't have the means to have Christmas presents, um, you know, get get a chance to uh, have a little something, uh, and fans get a chance to see a show. So yeah, win win. Yep. Awesome. Thank you for that, uh, guys. We are um, we're now wrapping up the show. I just want to um, thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. We're going to have three count that we're going to record uh, right after this. But if you're listening to this podcast on uh, on Monday, thank you for downloading it. And make sure you download Tuesday's episode of Three Count as well. As you know, this is uh, holiday season time and... We're slowly going to start uh, spending a little bit more time with uh, our family and friends during the holiday, and uh, we won't have another live show, Wrestling Talk, for next year. But what I want to tell you, there's going to be lots of content that we're still going to drop. There's going to be things you're definitely going to want to listen. Seriously. Um, It's... Keep us locked on your social media because there's things that once you or or definitely just subscribe to our podcast. When they come, you're definitely going to want to hear it. We also got a major surprise that you're going to start seeing us promote. Next year is going to just be completely different, an overhaul uh, of of this podcast. And I think that you're going to um, to just want to be a part of our live segment. So just keep all of that in mind. But we thank everybody who's been keeping us going. And um, and we appreciate you. We want to wish you a happy holidays. Um, whatever you're celebrating, just stay safe out there. And, um, and just be kind to one another. All right? So with that, uh, this is our wrestling talk. We'll see you next year for that. But make sure you stay tuned for three count. We got three good topics that you're a good chance to hear live. And if you're, again, listening to us on the podcast, make sure you listen to that, all right? Until then, talk to you next time. Peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.